again and welcome to the Lady Mooncast, the official podcast of Lady Moon Company. I'm your host, Laura Wong, and today it's just me, you guys. It's just me, myself, and I chatting about how important it is that you privatize your magic to a certain extent that suits you. It's very, very important when you're new to witchcraft that you make sure you have time with yourself to be alone with it. The problem I see is that a lot of people that are new to it, younger kids, are on Instagram, on social media, on TikTok, just consuming other people's opinions about magic, liking the videos, liking the posts, consuming it's so often that I think their own energy, I would assume, tends to be diluted. I believe that you have to have a certain amount of time to sit with what magic is for you without having other people tell you what it is for you or give you boundaries or give you guidelines because how the fuck are you going to figure out what you like, what you don't like, what works for you? Maybe not the person you follow. Maybe what I post, I don't always post about my personal practice, but maybe that doesn't resonate with you and good. You have an opinion. Congratulations. You know, Witchcraft is unique in that it's not a spiritual belief that has a guidebook. Yes, Wicca has a literal guidebook. I'm not talking about organized witchcraft. I'm talking about witchcraft in that it can be many different things to many different people. And that's the beauty of it is that it's unique to you or your coven or whatever, your fucking friends, like whoever you're doing it with. I'm coming at it from a solitary standpoint. I don't practice with anyone else. I would never want that for myself. I don't like or trust anyone enough to, to open up with, with that sort of thing. Um, but, you know, to each their own. You might be somebody who really enjoys <clears throat> the camaraderie and, the, and the, the group energy. It is powerful with more than one person, so... On occasion, I would guess I would dabble in it if it were like Beltane or some fire, fire pit dancing. But in general, I don't believe it's healthy spiritually to just be online, sort of just copying what other people are doing practice wise and never ever taking the time to figure it out for yourself. This is a broken record. I'm old. 
I grew up without the internet. I grew up at a time when you read books and that was it. And you figured it out for yourself. And I'm very, very grateful for that because although it was <laughs> more confusing because I didn't understand really what the pull to nature was like, there's no tangible name for it. Although that was more confusing, it forced me to dig really deep. And once I owned the word witch or brusha or, or bruja or whatever you identify as, like whatever, whatever sort of occult spirituality you're into, like if you can claim that for yourself, there's a lot of power to that. And there's a, that you're securing a foundation for yourself that I don't think you quite get from like TikTok witchcraft, which is like, let's put a spell jar together. Oops, I'm a witch. Like, it's like, okay, there's way more to it than the aesthetic. And that's sort of what this, I think the younger generation is going to need to connect to in their own time. You know what I'm saying? Like I get, I get messages and I've said this before, I get a lot of messages from people, whether it be TikTok or, you know, whatever. And they're all their, their question is, how do I get started? I, I am drawn to this. What do I do? And they want me to tell them, oh, you do this, this, and this one, two, three, boom, boom, boom. They want to hear the easy answer. They want to hear, read this book and then you'll be a witch. The first book I ever read was fucking Wicca book. Like a teen, it was Teen Witch by Silver Ravenwolf. I don't really hold a lot of those beliefs still in my practice. Some of them I do, but I mean, it didn't, it didn't give me a one and done answer. No book is going to give you a one and done answer. There are excellent books written about the magical experience, but and you have to just figure out which one you like, like Scott Cunningham's words, certain things he says really affect, he's a great writer. He has a great way of explaining the nuances of it that aren't just aesthetic. Like it's really not aesthetic. That's what the whole witch craft popularity wave now is coming back. It's back. I mean, it's been back. Um, there's nothing wrong with that, but at the same time, I don't respect it in the same way. I just respect like fucking sitting under a tree by yourself. Like I respect people that can go to a, to a witchy place where that, whether that be like a literal fucking place that you go to or a place in your mind and not post about it on Instagram and not announce it to the world but to just have that moment for yourself and have that experience for yourself. I fucking respect the hell out of people that, that do that. This coming from someone who makes things for witches and therefore is a part of the problem that I'm talking about. I'm a part of my own problem. That's the most Gemini shit I have ever said in my life. I am part of my own problem. And I struggle with that. I struggle with having a business where I sell things to people to make them feel good and represented. And I love that I do that. And I love that that's what my brand does. That's how I can keep doing this shit. Um, 
I love that. But at the same time, I'm like, am I perpetuating inauthenticity or like, I just want to make sure I guess why I'm talking about it. I want to make sure that you guys hear this from someone. Cause I don't see a lot of people talking about this shit. I see a lot of aesthetic. I see a lot of non-witches posting witch aesthetic, which is fine. It's fucking popular. I'm not easily offended. I'm a Gemini. I see both sides of fucking everything. So, but at the same time, what are we teaching young witches? What are we teaching them? What are we, there are some great teachers out there. Not, not saying there aren't, there's some great authors, Lisa Lister, amazing author. But what are we fucking teaching these kids while also selling them shit? That's kind of what I try to do. I don't know if I do it well, but that's, it's hard because I've had to form very strong boundaries with my personal magic and Lady Moon Co. It's magic has been so personal to me my whole life and just for me and letting anybody into that felt very dangerous. It still feels dangerous. So <laughs> 30,000 fucking followers later, I'm like, okay, I feel very exposed sometimes. And it's not even that my brand is my magic, but it kind of is. And sometimes it makes me want to just quit and quit Lady Moonco, fuck it. Just live on a fucking farm or in my home alone, like be very hermit about it all and just give it all up just to have that retain that privacy. But this is for anybody that has a witchy business. You need to figure out very strict boundaries with separating work from your life. Because I chose, uh, this makes me really emotional. I chose, <laughs> I chose the most private part of me as my creative outlet, not thinking it would ever go anywhere. And now that it has, I'm like, fuck, <laughs> does this what I want? Yes. It makes me very happy, but there are definitely moments where I'm like, Oh God. So knowing how that makes me feel because I have had experience with it being, being very private and the internet didn't exist and what that felt like, what that connection felt like to the world around me, untainted by other people's opinions, aesthetic ideas, just me and a few books I had and nature. That sort of connection got muddled for a while and I want to make sure that doesn't happen to anybody because it's honestly one of the worst feelings in the world. Um, yeah, so I would encourage you guys to only follow shops and people that you need to. Even if that means unfollowing me, do it. 
if it makes you feel like you could connect to your own shit more authentically. Your magic is for you and you alone. And I don't want you to think that you can't form your own opinions and your own ideas and your own path because somebody is telling you that it's wrong because they're full of fucking shit. If there's any account within reason, some people have good opinions and some people you can use as guidebooks, but there are some people out there that will straight up tell you, no, this is the way to be a witch. There is this way. They're fucking full of shit. Your path is your own path. When people say to me like, oh, I just started, you know, and I'm not sure that's totally fine. But the fact that you're even drawn to it, you're a witch already. It's like in Sister Act 2, when Sister Mary Clarence is talking to Rita and she goes, she goes, I want, I want to sing. And she goes, well, then you're a singer. She's like, what did she say? I want it to be like, if you wake up in the morning and all you think about is writing, then you're a fucking writer. And I will say that to you. If you feel like connection to nature is so strong and the world around you or whatever you're vibing with, then you are a witch. You don't need someone else to fucking tell you that you are. I am telling you it is okay. It is for you. It is not one size fits all. It is your size fits all. I don't know. That was, that was going to be more eloquent than it came out. I want people to understand that. And that takes some effort. That takes experimenting with a lot of shit. Sometimes you shouldn't, but that's how you learn your boundaries. And that's how you learn what you're comfortable with. And you don't need words on a page. I haven't done a written spell in years. I improv all of my spells in the moment. I either write them or I just, I just make them up because I'm very wordy. That's my jam. So you can write a picture. I mean, write a picture. You can write a picture. You can draw a picture and use it as a symbol for a spell you're doing. You can, I'm telling you guys, the possibilities are fucking endless. There are ways to protect yourself that are sort of universal. And I do think that needs to happen. You need to protect yourself in some sort of way. I'm not saying you don't. I'm just saying there are like a salt circle might not work for you. I never have done that. I imagine my circles, they're visual exercises. So yeah, it just, it's not a one way street. It's very diverse, very diverse. And it could be culturally diverse. There are many different forms of spiritualism and magic through different cultures throughout history. Maybe you grow up with it. Maybe you were taught a certain magic. That's amazing. I wasn't taught jack shit. I've, <laughs> I came to it on my own, which is fine. But if you were brought up in a, in, you know, with a belief, like that's cool too. If that doesn't vibe with you, that's also cool. Like it's very personal. And when you're on Instagram, just consuming other people's content, consuming people's content that aren't always the best people. Like, yeah, their feeds are pretty, but like, do you know these people? Do you fucking know them? No, you don't. 
It's funny when I talk about people I know through Instagram, I don't refer to them as my friends. Like I'll, I'll go to say, oh, my friend. And then I'm like, but she's not my friend or he's not my friend. He's a, an acquaintance on a little electronic box in my hand. That's important to remember too, that you don't know these people personally, unless they share a lot. But I'm telling you, not a lot of people are transparent. That's why I try to be, because I don't give a fuck. And I want you guys to know me as a person as much as possible so you can make your own judgments. So I want to talk a little bit about being stuck in the broom closet. Being, having these feelings, being like, yes, I'm a witch and not being able to tell anybody about it or express it or being afraid or being ostracized or being abused because of your power or because people think witchcraft is evil. And I'm really sorry that's happening to you if you're one of those people. It doesn't feel good to not be accepted by the people that you love. There are some ways to cope with that. Become very solitary. Your magic does not have to be expressed to others in order to exist. Does that make sense? You don't need to announce it on Instagram. Like everyone, you know, it's not, it's not real until it's on the internet. You don't have a baby until you post it on Facebook. Like it's, you know, it's the tree's still going to fall in the woods. If no one fucking sees it, you're going to see it and feel it. And that's all that matters. So you may need to be very discreet in that case. Keep your tools to a minimum. Keep them, keep them uh, hidden in a way that serves you. Hide them under your bed. Un make them unassuming. That's what I'm trying to say. If you need to, if you need to make your magic unassuming, there's nothing wrong with that. You could just have a candle, or you could just have a rock. Sorry, I burped. You could just have a rock that you fucking found in the backyard and it speaks to you. Like you could have a pet, you could have a snake, you could have a lizard in your room and that could be your little familiar and also your pet. So no one really knows or a hamster fucking knows. That's a, actually a great way to just, just have a pet that just get a familiar. People will just think it's your pet and they won't fucking bug you and name it something witchy. This is Hades, my snake. This is, <laughs> This is Cersei, my, my bearded dragon. Like, who knows? Uh, you don't need, as far as an altar goes, have a place to, that you can go to, to connect. Uh, whether that be like your rooftop, if you're just like, I'm going to go look at the stars for a while. You know, have a place where you're not going to be disturbed where you can have an excuse to go. You can sit in a literal closet and just be in a broom closet. Um, hide your shit in a shoe box. Like have a tiny little, you don't need a lot. People, yeah, I have a big altar, but it's, I don't know. That's, I like it. I'm able to have it. 
it's, I have a lot of shit, you guys. <laughs> I've acquired a lot of shit. I get rid of a lot of things sometimes because I just tend to like hoard magical supplies or crystals or whatever, but you don't need a lot. You don't need anything. You can just go outside. I love foraging magic where you just find what you need outside and make something improvise. That's going to be your friend when you're in a broom closet, you can't come out of, or you don't want to come out of yet. You don't even need to call yourself a witch just in your heart. If that's what you know, make up another word for it. No one is going to judge you if nobody knows. And even if they do, if they're really like, Oh, uh, an authentic spiritual person, they're not going to judge you. People that judge other witches are fucking awful. <laughs> witches that argue about stupid shit are a waste of your time. They are bottom feeder mentality, garbage cans. And do not waste your time with people like that. People that do not have open minds to other styles or who think there's only one way They aren't worth your time. That's just with anything in life. Don't fuck around with people with bottom feeder mentalities that are just constantly just on trolling each other. It's like, come on, dude. What are you doing with your life, really? That's another tangent, but see what else I had on my little notes. I woke up this morning and was like, I need to talk about this. Being in the broom closet is not necessarily a bad thing. I sort of wish I could go back to that sometimes. Enjoy the fact that it's just for you, even though it's maybe forced upon you that it's, that's really special and rare. Look at all the Instagram accounts with like, which, which, whatever, you know, look at my dumb account. Like it's just all these, <laughs> it's all the same. It's all cookie cutter. You don't have to wear all black. You don't have to. I don't wear all black. I actually black makes me feel like garbage now when I wear it. I respect people that like it and my customers like it a lot, but it's not necessary. It's I like color, but you guys knew that already. So it's not necessarily a bad thing to be in the closet. Broom closet. It's different than being gay or, or LGBTQ where it's like, this is a lifestyle where I need to connect to other people and people need to know. And it's a very social thing that needs to be accepted by society. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about your spirituality, which if you want to be in a coven and you want to share it with others could feel like similar but I, I guess I'm encouraging you to just enjoy the side of it that's personal and find ways to reach out if that's really what you want that are safe. I wouldn't meet up with people at first. I just, I'm very paranoid. I don't trust anybody. So that's what you're going to get in this. <laughs> so I would, you know, start out by maybe finding a nice chat, chat room, whatever they call them nowadays. <laughs> A nice chat group, maybe a Facebook group that's, 
that are witchy and you can kind of, you know, talk to other people and figure that out. You can follow some accounts on Instagram and get a feel for it, the social, but then also just respect and honor your privacy with it because when it gets very exposed, it can taint the connection, which is what it is about. I speak in vague terms, but that's honestly how I feel. And if you guys know, you guys have felt that connection, you know what I'm talking about, where it's like you and the universe. And how special that is. So I would encourage you to not lose that if you do choose to reach out to other people. The trendiness will go away eventually. My business might go away someday. And I've made peace with that because I've sort of had to, in order to live in a magically authentic way to myself, because if everything was hinged on Lady Moonco's success long-term, I don't, I, I don't know. I mean, there's a part of me that like, it's like, oh, cool. Then I'll be able to just be a witch again and not be an influencer or whatever the fuck I am, you know? And that's kind of cool. It's also cool that I get to help people and sort of be there for them. And there's just a lot of bullshit with good and that's just life. And it's if you, what's worth it to you, you know? So that's why I'm planning my pumpkin patch dream. Um, but yeah, the trendiness will go away. It will. And that's okay. And then what are you left with after that? I guess ask yourself if I'm a witch, I call myself a witch. If my Instagram account got deleted tomorrow, how would I feel? Would I feel like, Oh my God, what? Or would I be like, you know what? Okay, I still have a foundation within myself to work from. I hope that makes sense. Make sure you align yourself with people that are good people. It can get convoluted. This is more for business, I guess, bus other businesses. Don't take everything that comes your way. Like, make sure your time is spent on things that, and with people that are worth it and causes and events and things that reflect your, your ideals and your values as a witch and aren't just all aesthetic or all gimmick or all horror conventions, which are lucrative, but also I low key hate them. <laughs> I low key do not. I high key hate them. Um, no offense to anybody that is a part of these that's listening or whatever. 
You know what I mean? Personally, I do not like them. The vibe is not quite where I'd like to be at. So you can say no to things. There's a power in that. And always make sure you're operating from a place from like the core of your, of your energy. Like, I don't know if that was very like esoteric of me to say. Just don't align yourself with whack shit and whack people and you'll be okay. That's something I had to learn. So I'm, <laughs> I'm telling you this now, when you're first starting out, you're going to be like, Oh my God, any attention? Yes. Give it to me. Yes. I got to build my shit. I got to build my numbers. Then that's fine. And that's understandable. And I was there, but I do wish I had been more selective and more, uh, I wish I would have allowed people to show themselves to me before I had trusted them so much. Learn to listen to people and you will find out a lot about them. And if you have an intuitive, like, mm, I don't know if I like this person anymore. You should probably listen to it because they're probably not your friend. <laughs> they're probably super toxic. So boundaries, yes, boundaries are good. I hope that sort of helped you guys, or if you're new to being a witch, it's just, yeah. The grass is always greener, you know, like I'm sitting here like, man, if I didn't do this, that'd be kind of tight, but also I'd miss it. So it's always greener on the other side but please take care of yourselves. Please nurture, please get off the internet. Get off of it. It's fucking toxic. And it, until you have a really strong base that you've established yourself, I wouldn't fuck with it. I wouldn't even follow anybody. If you're a young, a young witch, just keep it to yourself and be you and bring your own magic to your practice. That's really all I have to say today. So that was a quick one, but take care. And I will talk to you guys next episode. You can find me at ladymoonco or ladymoon.co. Take care. Bye-bye.